God, we looked at God's Word. Philippines chapter 2, verse 13. Philippines 2, 13. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we are grateful to you this morning. We thank you for your word, for your word is living and active. And I pray that it will work in each and every one of us, Lord. We thank you for what you're going to do for us, in us. We yield ourselves to your word and to your spirit this morning. Do a greater, deeper, wider work. In each and every one of us. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word. We bind it in Jesus name. And we take victory here in the house of God. In Jesus name we pray and everybody said. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. Today's message is titled. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Turn to your neighbor. And tell your neighbor. The best is yet to come. Amen. Praise the Lord. The best is yet to come. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. The New Living Translation reads it like this. For God is working in you giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Praise God. Amen. For it is God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Apostle Paul, writing to the Philippians, he is asking them to be light bearers or torch bearers allow the light that is ignited within them to spread forth and he is giving them an admonition saying work out your salvation with fear and trembling after saying that he is talking about how God works in us to bring forth the very desire and the purpose of God to go and fulfill through our lives. Praise God. The Bible says about Jesus, his name will be called Emmanuel, God with us. Praise God. God is with us. Praise God. God is not only with us, God is working on each and every one of us. How many of you believe that God is working on you? Do you believe that God is working on you? I believe that God is working on me. God works on each and every one of us. And he has different ways and means of operation, modus of operanda. To work in upon each and every one of us. The way that God is working on you is not the way that God is working on me. Because each and every one of us have a unique 
identity in Christ Jesus. Of course, we have a general identity, and that is, we all are the children of God. But all the children of God does have, each and every one of us, have a unique calling. We have a unique purpose. We have a unique design from God. Praise God. And God has a unique way of working on us. What, how he works on you might not be the way that he works on me. What works on you might not work on me. Praise God. Some people are very easy to work on. Some people are very hard to work on. Some people's heart, they melt real fast. Some people have a very hard heart. Praise God. Some have habits which are easily flexible. Some have a very stubborn nature. So God knows how to work on each and every one of us. He works on us so that he can have avenue to work in us. And what God works in us, he works in a very unique way. But he prepares us to become a place, an arena of God's work by working on us. The pressures that you face on life, the pressures that you face on work, the pressures that you face in college, the rude jabas that you might have at your workplace, the hard-to-get-along spouse that you have, the children that are not submissive to you, Praise God. The people that work around you who tend to give you a hard time, the challenges of life, the pressures of life, the wants of life, all these things have a tendency to work on us so that we become moldable, allowing God to work in us. Praise God. God has to work in each and every one of us. Praise God. And he does work in us inside out. God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Praise God. Listen, God's plan is to work on us from the inside out. Now, once all these pressures have come upon us, we become more yielding to him so that we allow him to work in us. How does God work in us? Praise God. Paul is saying that he works in us. How does he work in us? He works in us. What? God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power. Listen, the desire to align ourselves to the purpose of God is born within us when God is working in us. Praise God. The power that needs to be released within us, equipping us to become everything that he wants us to, happens when he starts working in us. Praise God. How does God work in us? Praise God. Again, we see that the, the word 
worketh in, in King James Version, God working or worketh in you. Meaning, worketh the term is derived from the word energy. The power of God or the energy of God works in us, bringing forth a desire, praise God, to do what God wants to do in us. Praise God. God first has to work in me, in us, so that his purpose will be fulfilled. God has to, God works on us. In other words, he creates the setting for us to become yielding to his work. Praise God. He creates the arena or makes the environment conducive for us so that we become ready for his work to do in us. And once he has done his work in us, he does it so that his work will continue through us. God doesn't waste his energy or his power in any one of us. When he invests his energy, his power, when he creates a desire within you to become what he wants you to be, there is a reason behind it. He doesn't invest his power in you without a purpose, but he has a unique purpose for each and every one of us. God's plan is to work on us from the inside out. Do you believe that God is at work in your life? Praise God. Amen. First we see God works on us, then God works in us. How does God work in us? Every person that God has used in the Old or in the New Testament, we see that God had to do a work in them. Praise God. And he has a unique way. He would take you to a, through a unique path. Moses was taken through a unique path. He had to spend 40 years in the wilderness till he becomes moldable in the hand of God so that he's willing to move forward. David has had a unique path. Gideon had a unique way. In the New Testament, the apostles and the disciples, everyone was unique in their mold, in their character, in their disposition, in the way they carried themselves. And Jesus had a very unique way of dealing with each and every one of them. The way that Jesus dealt with Peter was not the way he dealt with Thomas. The way he dealt with Thomas was not the way he dealt with James and John. Knowing each one's mold and make, God has a special way of working in you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He uses his power, his energy. What is that energy? What is that power that is working in you and me? It's the same power that worked in Jesus Christ when he ministered on the face of the earth. It's the same Holy Spirit. It's the same power that, we, that raised Jesus from the dead. Ephesians 1, 18 to 23 talks about what Christ has done. And it is that power that is made available for us to work through us. Praise God. That power is working in us. For that power to work in us, 
God uses various tools for that power to work in us. And one of the tools that God uses is the word of God. Praise God. God uses the word of God to work within us. Praise God. You know, Paul, writing to the Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 2.13 says, he's talking to the Thessalonians and he's telling how God's work worked in them. When you received God's word that you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as it truly is, the word of God, which also is at work in you who believe. God's word works in us. The power of God, praise God, that transforms us, that changes us, that equips us, that enables us, that enriches us, praise God, to become everything that God wants us to, uses the word of God as a modus of operandi, as a tool to work within us so that we can become usable for him. Praise the Lord. If you have a desire that God use you, if you have a desire that God's purpose concerning you should be fulfilled, let me tell you, you and I have to give room for God's word to work within us. Listen, look at the attitude of the church in Thessalonica. And that's the attitude that we need to have. We need to arm ourselves with that kind of attitude. What is their attitude? Paul is saying, you received God's word not as if it was word of men, but truly as it is God's word. Listen, when you read this word, when you hear this word being preached, when you hear this word being taught, our mindset should be, God is speaking to me. I am going to receive this word into my life. If that's the attitude and the mindset that we have, that means God's power can actively work in me because I am giving access to God's word to work deep down within me to bring the kind of change and transformation that God desires so that he could work through me. Praise God. So God's word is a tool that God uses to work within us to bring forth a transformation and make us agents that can impact the generation that we live in. Praise God. Allow God's word to work in us. How do you allow God's word to work in you? Well, number one, receive the word as his word, not the preacher's word. Not the teacher's word. Not something that you casually read. See, all of us read the word. But it is our mindset, our attitude as we read God's word. Praise God. See, let me tell you. When you hear God's word, if it ever crosses your mind that the word that is being preached is for someone else, that means the word is not working in you. 
Because you have shut yourself down and you think that this word is not for me, it's for someone else. Praise God. If that's the mindset that we have, then God cannot work in us. Praise God. But we ought to position ourselves as the church in Thessalonica did, saying, Lord, this is your word. We receive it and we know that it's going to work in us. Praise God. So receiving the word of God. Not only receiving the word of God, the next step is applying the word in our lives. The application of God's word in our life, in every arena of our lives. Praise God. As human beings, God has given us the willpower to choose. And it is given with the right intention, with a noble intention. Quite often, we use that willpower that God has given to nullify the work of God. To stop the access of God's work in our lives. When we become stubborn, resist and rebel against the spoken word, against the work of the Holy Spirit deep down within us. When that happens, we are not hurting the preacher, but we are hurting ourselves because God desired to do a deep work in us. Praise God. Receive God's word. Apply God's word to our lives. Praise God. That's when God's work starts working in each and every one of us. Praise God. God wants to work in us. Praise God. What is the purpose that God wants to work in us? Is because he wants to emulate his character in us. Praise God. Emulate his character through us. And the word reveals us to us the character of Christ. Praise God. Not only only word, but prayer. Prayer is absolutely important. When you read about the church in the New Testament, Acts 6 of verses 4 onwards, the church gave themselves up to what? To the study of God's word and prayer. Word of God and prayer are the two wings of a spiritual person that allows him to soar into new heights in Christ Jesus. If you want to have a new leaf, a new experience, a new, new endeavor, you and I should immerse ourselves in the word of God and in prayer. In the word, you hear, you understand the counsel of God. In prayer, you continue to communicate with God. Praise God. So these are the tools that God uses so that his power can be manifested and become actively working in us. What is it? Word, prayer. And the third thing is suffering. None of us like suffering. Nobody likes suffering. But when suffering happens, God uses the fiery trials of our lives to remove the dross of our life. God uses the fire of suffering not to consume us, but enables us to conquer the unwanted, the, the elements of our life that displeases God. Let me repeat that. Praise God. God uses the fire of suffering in our lives 
not to consume our life, but allow us to conquer the unwanted elements of our lives. Every one of us have traits, every one of us have habits that does not reflect his nature. We all have it. Some of us have born with it. Some of us, it has been passed down to us. Some of us, we have cultivated it. Praise God. And what God does is, He uses suffering as a method to take out the unwanted baggages of life so that God's work will be optimized in us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. God wants to work in us to produce, one, his, his character. Number two, to produce his love. Number three, to bring forth forgiveness. Praise the Lord. Listen. See, I said God works on us. God works in us. And God wants to work through us. Three things. You can't forget this. Number one, God is working on us. God is working in us. And God wants to work through us. Now, this is very important that we understand. God cannot work through us unless he works in us. And to work in us, we need to have access to word of God, spend time in prayer, and understand why we are going through what we are going through so that we can eradicate things out of our lives and become a conduit or a channel whereby God can work through you. Now, I got some good news for you guys. You know, God has a unique custom cut purpose for your life. No person is alike. What you are doing, only you can do. God has a very unique purpose for you. God has a very unique design for your life. Don't try to compare your life with someone else's life. Don't try to weigh your calling with someone else's calling. Don't try to become like someone else. Don't try to covet what someone else has. You are unique in your calling. Let me tell you, my God does not run out of ideas. My God does not run out of designs. My God does not run out of projects. My God does not run out of mission. I don't have to copy you. You don't have to copy me. All I have to do is ask him, what is it that you want to do with my life? Praise God. Hallelujah. God wants to work through your life. Praise God. Amen. We all want God to work through our lives. Praise God. For that, we have to make ourselves accessible. Praise God. Accessible. Say, Lord, work in me. Praise God. See, we all look for that manifestation of power. 
God wants to manifest his power through us. But before he starts manifesting his power through us, he wants, he wants to manifest the very first thing that you and I have experienced in our life. What's the first thing that you and I experienced from the Lord in our life? Tell me. Salvation, that's right. Love. Salvation is right. Love of God. Praise God. God has poured out His love into our hearts by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Wow. So we have become recipient of His love. So God working in us, now He wants to work through us, and as He's working through us, He's saying, listen, you already received something from me. What is that? What is that? What is that? Love. So now what? Give it out. Praise God. You already received forgiveness. Now forgive. Praise God. Oh, we want to be shakers. We want to be planet shakers. I am all for it. Let's all become planet shakers. Praise God. But the planet shaking has some prerequisite. Praise God. There is something that goes ahead as a forerunner to the planet shakers. That is what, what you have experienced, what I have experienced, the love of God and the forgiveness that we have experienced. God wants us to give it out. Praise God. Hallelujah. Forgiven. Forgiven. Forget. Guys, I, when I gave the forgiven, forget, it was the, the, the fonts were of equal size. This guy made the, the forget fonts smaller. They are equally important, guys. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to forget. Am I right? Can I have a witness? It's very hard to forget. Unless we have, we have amnesia, it's very hard to forget. Praise God. But God expects us to forgive and forget. Praise God. Now, is that what we have experienced? Is that what we have experienced? Yes. From God, is that what we experienced? Yes. He has forgiven us, and the Bible says He will remember our sins Wow. But we have a hard time. Sometimes I feel that we also have a hard time forgiving God. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, we hold God accountable for things that has happened and we just don't want to let go. Praise God. Every time I have faced hardship to forgive, all I think is, Lord, how much you have forgiven me. When I think that, I realize that I have no sleeve, no ace up my sleeve. Praise God. When we forget that, we hold. But when we remember that, we are able to forgive and forget. So, what does it mean? Emulate Jesus means the ability to forgive and forget. Wow. Listen, this is the forerunner to 
God working through us. If God has to work through us, he has to work in us. And when is that work in us optimized? When we have reached that stage where we are able to emulate Christ in love, in forgiving, and forgetting. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. How many of you are glad that God is working in you? Do I hear someone say, if Finney, if I have to forgive and forget, I don't want God to work in me. I want to keep holding on to it. I'm telling you, don't hold on to it. Don't hold on to it. Unforgiveness will bring in bitterness. Bitterness is a poison that people drink hoping that it will hurt someone else. It never hurts someone else. It will only hurt the person who is holding on. Praise God. So let go. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, let go. Did you tell your neighbor, let go? Praise God, let go. Amen. Praise God. Now what happens? You know, we are human beings. We do fail in our lives, don't we? We fail in our lives. If we let go today, in the church we said, let go. When we go home, we pick it up and we hold it fast. In the church we said, let go, let go, brother, let go, sister. As soon as we reach home, we again think, about, oh, no, I ain't going to let go. I'm going to hold on. And so what? The circus or the vicious cycle keeps rolling on and on and on. But God is a God who gives us second chance. Even when we fail, when we are willing to get up and keep moving, God uses people who fail because there aren't any other kind around. Have you ever seen a kind around that's perfect? Huh? Have you? All the perfect people are keeping silent. <laughs> Praise the Lord. None of us are perfect. We have our ups and lows. We have highs and downs. There are times when, when we, are, we are soaring and there are times when we come down crashing. God wants us to have a consistent, victorious life. He has made the provision for us. Even though all these things are accessible for us, there are failures that comes in our lives. Thank God that he does not write us off. Aren't you glad that God has not written you off? I am glad. Is it because that our life was perfect that God has not written us off? What do you think? No. Praise God. Again, he does what? He reminds us. He reminds us through his word that it's time for us to come back, build our life back again. He would work in us so that he can work through us. Praise God. Listen. Paul and Silas were in the prison. Right? What happened? They were beaten up, badly beaten up. They were thrown in the prison. They were in stocks and chains. At night, the Bible says at midnight, they started to do what? They started praising God and they started worshiping God. And then manifestation started happening. What happened? The foundations of the prison were shaken. 
and the, the, the prison doors were flung open. The jailer came in and he was ready to commit suicide. When he was ready to commit suicide, Paul cried out and said, Do you no harm to yourself? For all of us are still here. Now wait. Paul and Silas were badly beaten. They were put in the prison. They had chains on them. And the fellow who was responsible for holding them down was going to kill himself. Paul could have just winked at it. He could have just looked the other way. And we would have had the testimony that God did a powerful thing in the prison. He shook the foundations of the prison. And the very chains that held them was broken and they were set free and we would have said amen hallelujah but thank god that's not the only thing that happened a man who had got forgiveness a man who had become recipient of the forgiveness after persecuting the church of jesus christ realized that he has to become an extension of grace and he extended that grace to him by saying, do you no harm to yourself? Praise God and allow the love of God to flood into that man's life. If Paul were to hold bitterness against the man, he could not have ministered to him that night. But because he let God's love flow through him into that man's life, the man and his family was saved and baptized that night. That is what you mean when you say God is working in us and God works through us. Praise God. Can we become the extension of love and forgiveness at the same time? Yearn for a power manifestation. For it is the power of God that is working within us. But that power desires to change us. So that we become like him in ministry and in living. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's the first step. God working in us. God working through us. So when God works through us, he wants us to become extenders of what we have received and experienced. That is what, church? What is that? Love and forgiveness. The next is, praise God. This first two is applicable to all of us. The next one is, I said God has a unique design for every one of us. Praise God. God has not called all of us to be like Paul. He has not called all of us to be like Silas. He has not called all of us to become what you are desiring and dreaming. You are unique in your calling. And how do you know the calling? Well, last night we were talking about it. We were talking about how do we understand the will of God. If you want to know the will of God concerning your life, number one, you have to pray. 
pray, Lord, help me to understand the will of God, know the will of God, stand firm in all of the will of God, fully assured and mature. Number two, when we said Romans 12, 2, when we yield our bodies as a living sacrifice, which is a reasonable act of worship, we, trans, we con, trans, do not confirm ourselves to the patterns of the world, but be renewed by the transformation of your mind, then you will know what is the acceptable, perfect, pleasing will of God concerning your life. Here, Paul is saying, the power of God is working in us through the three different channels. One, the channel of God's word. Two, the channel of prayer. Three, the channel of suffering in us. And it produces a desire. Hello. If you, are, you have bathed yourself in God's presence with prayer and praise, let me tell you, the godly desire that is born within you is of God and that will lead you to the fulfillment of God's purpose in your life. Hey, hey, listen, I don't want you to miss this. If you clothe yourself in prayer and praise, the desire that is born within you that's what the word said when we first said, when we first read in Philippians 2.13. God input that desire within. That desire will start growing in you. That desire starts growing and it starts maturing in you. Praise God. So that God's purpose or the will for God for your life is fulfilled. That desire will take you to, to the fulfillment of God's plan concerning your life. Praise God. So what do we have to do? What do we have to do, church? Huh? What do we have to do? Clothe ourselves in salwar kameez? Clothe ourselves in, in, in Nehru suit? Prayer and praise. I know all of you spend a lot of time in prayer and praise at home. Once in a while come to church also. Last night, I missed almost all of you. I know there were a lot of things that were going on. We had a forecast of heavy rain, 60 mile per hour gust wind. Thank God it never came. Everybody prayed and it didn't come. But we didn't come either. The rain didn't come and we didn't come either. We prayed, Lord, stop it. And the Lord stopped it. But then we stayed home. Prayer and praise. Praise God. What is it that God wants to do in you? Find an avenue. Bring it out. God wants to do his purpose through your life. Praise God. Let me share something that really happened in America in the year 1902. Martha Berry. I don't know if anybody has ever heard the, the name Martha Berry. Martha Berry was a young lady who was born again, who, who loved the Lord. And God put within her a desire to start a Sunday school for those kids who were around who had no access to school. No access to school 
she said, at least let me see if I can start a Sunday school for them. In 1902, this is the place that she used to start, take the underprivileged children who had no access to education, and she started a Sunday school. Later, developed it into a school with a work program. Today, do you know, Martha Berry's school has become a college. A desire born within her as a child of God found avenue to fulfill that desire. Now, I don't want you to think that it was an easy thing. No, it's not easy. If God has given you a dream, if God has given you a desire, if God has given you a vision, if he is working in you, if the power of God is working in you, he wants to work through you, but for that which is working in you to materialize in the physical realm, it takes perseverance, it takes effort, it takes works, it takes patience, it, takes, it makes you a plotter that would say, I will not give up till what God wants to do through me will come become a reality. Praise God. Martha Berry, when her, when her Sunday school flourished into a small school, she started asking for assistance. She went to Henry Ford. How many of you guys know who Henry Ford is? Henry Ford is a founder of Ford. Okay, she went to Henry Ford and asked for assistance, financial assistance, to build a school. Do you know what Henry Ford did? Henry Ford dig deep into his pocket and pulled out and gave her a dime. Hello? Gave her what? A dime. One dime. How would you and I would respond to this? This woman rather feeling insulted about it. The dime today is not the dime then, of course. But still, this is what he gave, a dime. You know what she did? Rather than being insulted, she took the dime, went home, went to the market, bought peanut seeds, and planted it. And worked on it. And expanded it. And expanded it. At a later day, much, much later, she met Henry Ford again. When she met Henry Ford, she reached out into her pocketbook, pulled out the dime, and gave it back to Henry Ford and said, this is the dime that you gave me. I want to return it back to you, but I want to tell you, your dime has produced a bumper harvest for me. For I used your dime to bring some seeds and I cultivated and I recultivated. Today I have a bumper harvest. Henry Ford was flabbergasted. He says, Wow. Do you know? Henry Ford later on invested millions of dollars into the Barry College. What am I trying to say? As a born again child of God, God has a unique purpose for you. There is that desire that is godly, that is born in you, should find an avenue. 
That avenue could be through your church, could be through your work, wherever it is. But you have to persevere. You have to persevere. The problem with us in this society, in the Western culture is we are looking for instant success. We want to do things instantly. We don't want to, we don't want to put the time in. We want to have, we are the driving, the drive-through generation that wants everything at the tip of their fingers. Good. Use the technology to expedite the process. But let me tell you, the vision process, the dream process, the desire process that God has instilled within you will take time to grow, to bloom, to blossom, and to reach the fullest potential. The question is, are you willing to stay put with what God wants to do? Praise God. Martha Berry didn't give up. Hallelujah. When you go home, Google Martha Berry's college, the Berry College. You will see the campus, a huge campus. It all started with a small log hut. Let me ask you. Would you allow God to work on you? Would you allow God to work in you? And for God to work in you, would you give access to God's word? Would you dwell on prayer? Would you allow suffering to clear the unwanted elements of your life? Would you become a channel for that energy, the power of God, the divine energy to work through you? Praise God. Bringing forth forgiveness and love and then venturing headlong into the greatness that God has stored for you. All eyes closed. We're going to pray.